Welcome to the Static Zone Podcast, where we discuss everything you watched back when TVs had a static snow-covered channel before you popped in your VHS or switched over to Channel 3. I want to get rid of some trash, but I don't think I can fit. I am Scotty Moe. And look, a cemetery. He's not dead yet. It's Corey, a.k.a. Tornado Jones. I'm here. I'm here, and I'm eating for two. So All you get right. a three for there. There it Fantastic. is. Fantastic. Yeah. You guessed it, everybody. We're out of that horror spooky season getting right into the christmas season arguably with uh that's right tokyo godfathers yeah uh, i think it, uh, Corey is freezing right now because he just bundled up big time yeah it's uh last week it was 86 and now it's like 32 outside so perfect time for this movie so mm-hmm. <laughs> uh but yes uh i guess that's scotty's throwing it over to me but uh i'm i'm gonna i i picked this one yeah, for the first time in about week. four episodes, I'm not yeah. <laughs> doing everything. Yeah, Scotty gets to breathe in uh, terms on these of research now. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yes, that's right. Uh, we are watching the 2003 uh, hit, well, hit in loose terms, unfortunately, Tokyo Godfathers. It is well. First things first. Where to watch it? We're 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 trying to do better about this. So, mm-hmm. uh, I looked it up. You can. It's streaming on Roku. If you want a lot of Roku, <laughs> I have a lot of Roku TVs. Uh, I've never seen one in my life. Uh, it's just a TV that has Roku on it. It's just an oh, app thing. So yeah. uh, we might have it. Who knows? Yeah, the government's it's 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 in it's in your house. Don't worry. So great. Uh, but no, you can also rent it over on Amazon. You can rent it on YouTube, Apple TV, Vudu, and there is also a 2007 DVD release, which is what I have here. Show Shazam. it to Scotty. And then I'll show it to the. I got two cameras here, so yeah. Corey's uh, real and then high There, there is a Blu-ray release too. I believe it came out in 2020. I need to pick that Blu-ray up because uh, I'll give a little backstory on. And I want to show off. There's some cool stuff in this DVD, uh, but the 2003 version only has the Japanese version. It only has the sub version, so mm-hmm. you can't. It doesn't. There was no English. The no voice. English voice acting had been done for the movie at all, so it was all Japanese. Uh, yeah, and the 2020 version that came out, there was an English. I think uh, the YouTube version you watched also was dubbed, was it not? Um, yeah, I'm looking at my YouTube now, and it was dubbed, and it didn't give me an option of choosing the language. Yeah, you just got it. <laughs> but And I shared my screenshot of my phone with you um, mm-hmm. because it says... Tokyo Godfathers, it has rating, primary audio, release year. Rating is unrated, primary audio, Japanese, release year 2003, but it totally played in English. I was, what's What was also confusing, I'll mention this because I'll never mention it again after this, so I turned okay. it on, ready to read subtitles, and I started to, and then I was like, wait, it, I was like, is my Japanese getting real good? Because I hear English, you know. Um, <laughs> But no, because the reason I mentioned that is what they were saying was not exactly what was going on in the dub. There were definitely parts that were like uh, lenient, like more kid friendly sometimes in yeah. the dub or vice versa. It was really weird. So There's... so and, and I start I took like two notes and I'm like, no, I cannot take notes on what the dub is saying, and what I'm hearing for this entire movie. So that's I'll just mention that it happened. I will say that I do like watching movies where I, I mean, it's probably one of the reasons because I just have bad hearing because, you know, growing up, we listen to music. That's just how it be because we just blared in our heads. Uh, mm-hmm. But I like watching movies with subtitles and especially, I mean, this is a foreign film. Uh, I have a weird history with foreign films. I remember very early as a teenager really enjoying foreign films because I was forced to read the subtitles and which made me forced me to be more attentive 
to the movie. Like, um, I wasn't yeah. just like, oh, it's just I could just listen to it in the background or something like that. Like, I have to watch it, read it and see what's going on, uh, which is why one of the reasons why I like watching. I'm I'm a sub person when it comes to anime and all that stuff. So uh, I want to I want to say it for the record. I don't give a shit if it's sub or dub doesn't matter to me. <laughs> there there are some I got. I have to watch Cowboy Bebop. Just I have to watch it dubbed. Yeah, because, I've never watched that dubbed only because I mean, Wendy Lee, because it's just yeah, tsunami was just what it did. Um, but I yeah. did like messing around a little bit on the YouTube app. I found that I could change it to Japanese now. That was not apparent oh. or like obvious when I hit play. So they really should. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, but I feel like for an anime movie, they should start with what language do you want? Like ask you what language you want this in or something that or start with the one that it fucking released in. Yeah, like, very strange. <laughs> so but that's where uh, I watched it was YouTube. And it was also a one dollar more than it normally is to rent a movie. It was four ninety nine instead of three ninety nine. So I don't know if that just I wonder kicked if in. It's, maybe it's an because obs- it maybe it's not. I mean, not an obscure title, but it is one maybe because it's animated. I don't know. Maybe that'll get people in. Uh, uh, no. I don't know. I, I'm not sure, but uh, I will give the synopsis because I kind of jumped over that real quick. I actually have my DVD copy here, so I'll read it. I also have a if you want to read along, I have a screenshot of it in there, too. Yes, let's read uh, along, from, class. From acclaimed director Satoshi Khan, who uh, directed Perfect Blue, Millennium Actress, and Japan's leading animation studio Madhouse, who worked on X Vampire Hunt. Oh, I'm sorry, X Vampire Hunter D and Ninja Scroll comes this visually and emotionally stunning tale of adventure, love, and redemption. In Tokyo, three homeless people's lives are changed forever when they discover a baby girl at a garbage dump on Christmas Eve. As the new year fast approaches, these three forgotten members of society band together to solve the mystery of the abandoned child and the fate of her parents. Along the way, encounters with seemingly unrelated events and people force them to confront their own haunted past as they learn to face their future together. That's a pretty good synopsis. It's not too bad. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, it is directed by Satoshi Khan, who wrote, uh, who directed, I think they he also wrote most of these as well, or assisted writing in them. Perfect Blue from 1997, Paprika from 2006, and Paranoia Agent 2005, which I do remember watching that on Toonami as a kid, and I was just like, what is this? Because it was Paranoia a very... Agent? I don't know what that one is. It is a very... Khan likes to float in the rea- float the line of fantasy and reality and like sometimes that's psychological and mm. paranoia agent is very psychological kind of like anime this is actually one of his movies or one of his works of art that doesn't do that like it's all very uh, grounded in reality there's no fantasy elements or anything right. except one towards the end with the baby talks so <laughs> yeah that was uh i had to rewind because i wasn't sure if that was like background or what since i was watching the with that with, took uh, me out just just will real quick i was like what okay but it's okay i do well, i i do like the movie but i yeah, have some when it picks with it but if assuming we were in the view of the person that's holding the baby then yeah she's already fucking nuts so she probably did think the baby was talking to her that's Which, how i talk it i took we've it. both seen we both seen perfect blue and we kind of that's where our brains went so yeah. we're just like yeah that makes sense so yeah perfect uh, blue uh is, uh is a movie that blew my mind a couple years ago first time we ever saw it was in a <laughs> local theater well. <laughs> um that was playing Ooh. it and at that time you it had it had a release like decades ago and had not been released mm-hmm. up until that point so it was very difficult to find it so uh, i don't even know why we went and saw it it was probably just another thing of like we're in walking distance of that theater let's go and yeah. uh it's also an animated it. movie so <laughs> yeah and then i bought it as soon as i possibly could because it's 
it is it is still ahead of its time or if for 97 yes. it's a thousand percent ahead of its time and it's mm-hmm. kind of scary how how much it was but uh that's not what we're here to talk about probably we'll never talk about that because there's been plenty of video yeah. essays about that that would be like us being like you guys heard of blade runner you know everybody's yeah. had their discussions and Let's yeah, no. watch this video that tells everything we were yeah. going to talk about. Like, <laughs> Yeah, but if you ever want to uh, not take your eyes off a of TV watching an anime movie, um, probably should be sober while you're doing it, too. But check out Perfect yes. Blue. Maybe with friends, because uh, you will want to talk to someone about it after it. There, The only thing I will say about it is, again, it is one of those movies where we had the Stars Channel when we got satellite, when we moved uh. into our my childhood home. And uh, it was a movie I should not have seen at the age I saw it at. So no, <laughs> I will say that yeah, it's wowie. Yeah, that I saw that I saw uh, I saw X that they were taught that the, the back of the movie talks about. That one messed me up as a kid in the head. Evangelion movie messed with my head. Oh. And what was the other one that got me real? It was I mean, I was I'm pretty like, confident that Toonami, even though Toonami was like Funimation censored station. I'm yeah. pretty sure that most of the stuff on there, when people were watching it, we were all too young for it. Because um, there it was an quite... episode of Cowboy Bebop where I think we first meet Faye, and someone's like running in her. She's like standing in the 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 what is it? The casino, and someone runs their leg up her back leg and just pulls a card out of her pants, like she because she's oh. cheating as a dealer. Right. And my mm-hmm. uncle was like, walked in and goes, what the fuck are you watching? Like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, and I just turned it real quick. Like, I yeah, was like, yeah, I yeah. shouldn't have turned it, but he scared the shit out of me. Right. So cartoons. Uh, but speaking of Toonami, though, the writer for this movie, along with Satoshi Khan is Satoshi. Sorry, Keiko uh, Nobu Moto, who actually wrote for the Cowboy Bebop series and the 2001 movie, along with Akira. Oh, Akira was the other one I shouldn't have saw the year when I saw it. Yeah. And Space Dandy. They also worked on, I think they both might have worked on Wolf's Rain, uh, which was another Toonami show. Uh, lots yeah, of stuff. If you want to feel like shit, watch that. Yeah, and also all these movies, I think of the animation style, probably bes- not so much Space Dandy because it's newer, but Perfect Blue, especially Cowboy Bebop, Paranoia Agent, they all share animation styles as well. Uh, I do remember mm-hmm. that. But anyway... Uh, the cast and crew. I'm only really going to talk about the three main voice actors, uh, besides the director, oh, which is yeah. Tor- Toro Imori plays Gin, not Jin. I thought his name was Jin, and I was like, oh, he's an alcoholic. That's kind of cute, right? Uh, Yoshiaki Umagaki, who plays Hana. That's fun to say. And uh, yeah, right. I'll have one Yoshiaki Umagaki, please. Uh, and then Aya Okamoto, who plays Miyoki. Miyuki. Um. We'll hit the, we're going to hit all the numbers and then we'll talk about the movie and we got factoids and all that jazz. So uh, the as take this with a grain of salt. As we always say, this budget actually the budget wasn't on our normal websites that we look up. So mm. I actually had to go to the Wikipedia. And so it is Wikipedia. So take uh, it, you know, uh, right. 2.4 million estimated to make this movie, which thinking of how beautiful this movie is, that makes sense because uh-huh. There is a lot of instead of just drawing one scene, there's a lot of drawing multiple panels and then having them overlap on each other so that I think I remember in the making of the movie uh, on the DVD said uh, the reason they did that was so that they could move each of the panels at a different speed so that it looked more fluent like it would in real life. Oh, that's so that's why that's like a parallaxing in video games almost a little bit or even like uh, it's like pre-rendered backgrounds to a degree 
which yeah. I like pre-rendered back. back, 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 back. Mm-hmm. So it's been a long weekend. So, <laughs> but uh, let's see a uh, domestic opening. And I'm thinking, I don't know. I got it. Like I said, we'll get no, domestic opening was $29,259. Domestic opening was ended up being 367, roughly six, 367,000 international was 86,000. And then worldwide was 453, uh, thousand one hundred and thirty three dollars. But then I got oh, another website. Okay. You said yeah. domestic opening and then you said domestic opening again. So you meant you meant twenty nine thousand for the domestic opening and the d- domestic gross was three hundred sixty seven thousand. Yes. You mean right? Yeah, okay. my bad. Yeah, my bad on that one. That's uh, but then on another site that we use called numbers, which is where we get like what the numbers are on the release weekends and all that. Uh, the domestic box opening in total was $366,566. International box office was 480,540 and then worldwide box office was 847,106. Then the home market performance, the estimated domestic Blu-ray and total sales was 178,593, which I don't know if that takes into account the DVD release that came out in 2007, which I think it might, huh. which is if it is, if these numbers are true, it's a little disheartening to hear to see them. Yeah, it's uh, rough. This, that's bad. It's very Twenty nine thousand is you basically tanked. But we have to take into account this was two thousand three and two thousand seven, where anime wasn't very mainstream. It yeah, wasn't I was like, trying to think. Like I was a freshman in college when this game. I was a freshman in college, and it apparently came out two days after my birthday in two thousand four. Oh, wow. Which is and you probably didn't hear it, know anything about it because the marketing no. was probably not great. Which is funny because like I remember that I, I could tell you exactly almost exactly where I was my first freshman because the Christmas vacation was so long at the first college I attended that yeah. we were still out of school. My birthday's January 14th. We were still out of school then. Like we were back the next oh, wow. week following that. Yeah. So it That's was like uh, a month and a half. No, well, started, I think oh, okay. I think we got off like a couple days before Christmas, and then we had two weeks of January off. Basically, it was insane. Still, oh, but that was still insane to me because I just wasn't used to that. Um, but this was Down also here, or- to put that into perspective. Um, I never had a spring break in high school. That did not exist until I was well into college, and then I was hearing about like. Uh, younger really? kids having spring break in high school. I'm like, spring break from what, you punks? <laughs> so that was. I mean, yeah, like I still worked on my spring break. Like they're like, oh, you don't, you don't have to go to school. I was like, cool, I'm gonna pick up extra shifts at work. So no, <laughs> like, yeah, we had Good Friday off, and that was it. I mean, we did, we did do something where because I think spring break was around that time where it was like, I don't know. I remember vividly in my high, my senior year going down to Florida with a couple friends and his their dad like the week before spring break so cuz we wanted to go earlier so it wasn't as crazy we'll and then when we came MTV. back we didn't want anything to do with that like <laughs> screw that handing out free uh, STDs remember, at that uh, as the first time I ever had crab legs and I've never looked back since cuz those things are de- delicious but mm-hmm. anyway uh for uh, the opening the, weekend to, let me end with that uh to, so ahead. to end with that it's like Everyone else had gone back to school who wasn't in my college. 
So I mm-hmm. I should have like stumbled upon this somehow because I was getting I was into anime in high school, but got way more into it in college. But I feel like this should have like somehow crossed my wavelength somewhere. Yeah, but something because like it was first debuted at uh, ah crap. We were just talking about it before we started recording. Well, uh, on the numbers was... list here, it debuted at number 60 <laughs> on the yeah, thing. I, I was going to get to that. But what I was oh, going to say first was it, it was debuted in August 30th, 2003 at Big Apple Anime Fest. And then it mm-hmm. officially released November 8th, 2003 in Japan. So if you weren't at that anime fest, you probably didn't know anything about it outside of it. So see what's uh, cool about this though, is like this, this wouldn't be a cartoon in America. Like this is what, this is almost a slice of life movie, but there is still like a, not, not a nemesis, but there is like a goal in it. Slice of life things. There's no goal. It's just day to day stuff and not much going on. This is almost a slice of life movie that like wouldn't really happen in American television. So no, I, and I, mean, I, also I mentioned too, that because you got to think of that with the audience. So true. And uh, I want to one of the things I want to talk about later is the visuals. So just remind me because there's something else I want to talk about. Uh, but yeah, it didn't do well. Number 60s again, animated movie in 2003, like just working off of the last movie that we did that came out around what well, stay alive came out. What? 2007. Is that what we uh, 06. Yeah. And that movie made fucking millions of dollars. And I hate it. I hate that it did. But it's America. It wasn't yeah. an animated movie. I mean, even nowadays, people are still sh- like anime is a lot better, like the more mainstream, but people still get like the industry, like, especially unless voice actors get shit on all the time. Oh, right. I thought you I, I was going to say unless it's Pokemon or Dragon Ball, nobody's going to the theater for it. Even still, Dragon Ball doesn't really bring a crowd, but there is now a theater. I, I, I've seen Not down here <laughs> anime movies. uh debut in theaters now around here um granted i'm i'm near a major city but i mean yeah i did i did see like the last uh shoot i forget whichever one had gold frieza in it i actually saw uh, that yeah like opening week in a theater it wasn't packed or anything but it was just like oh there's resurrection a dbz F. yeah there's yeah. a dbz movie playing in a theater nearby Pfft, whatever i'll go to that sure you know i saw the broly movie in theaters down here and it well so down here in the in the south i don't know how it is up there but they'll be like it's opening weekend but we're only having it on saturday that's oh it. yeah that's it's select uh, showings yeah it was five people in there uh, which I loved because there was nobody right. in there. Like I, the only thing I do envy is having a full because usually if there's a bunch of people in there, it's not like average Joe coming off the street. It's people going there to see yeah, that. So right. when there's hype moments or something like that, the entire theater is hype, which would be really cool. But right. uh, I saw it. I loved it. I mean, I've seen a bunch of them. Like uh, there's a lot of uh, the Dragon Ball Z ones, the My Hero Academia ones come to theaters now. Uh, the Promare one, which was the the people that did uh, was it Trigger that worked on Kill a Kill and Girl Lagan and all that. Uh, mm-hmm. All of them had like five people in it, except for the ones mm-hmm. I saw in Austin, Texas. I saw a couple of the My Hero Academia movies in Austin, and those were packed uh, just because it's a major city. So yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, different times. I mean, this yeah. was back in the time uh, I had to go to a specific store in Memphis where I grew God up called Animax. It's no longer there, but that's where I got anime. Like you didn't, Amazon didn't exist. Like you didn't have right. oh, Crunchyroll. Right. You didn't have Funimation streaming. Like streaming didn't exist back then. Yeah, if this it did, it was very mouth, limited. Your friends, maybe Toonami, maybe if you're on certain websites, this was like eBay was the only place you were going to get if you mm-hmm. didn't 
wander upon one in a used bookstore or something, you know. Yeah. Different times. Yeah. You kids, uh, there's never been a better time to watch anime than right now, but different it's, times, people. It just bums me out. I'm looking at this list and I see fucking number four is Torque. A story about a fast, or no, I'm thinking of Turbo with that snail. What's Torque? <laughs> I don't know. What, well, let's go through the top ten of this week. So sure. It, it had some, I mean, so number one was Along Came Polly. Boo. Uh, big fish big fish is actually a good movie so that i was like oh shit lord of the rings return of the king <laughs> yeah what are you gonna do yeah torque is what the hell is torque i'm gonna click on this i don't know quick. i thought it was turbo i'm very wrong yeah cheaper by okay. the dozen uh cold mountain something's got to give my baby's daddy calendar girls and the last samurai is that the one with tom cruise uh, i think it is maybe uh, I have no idea what Torque is. It doesn't even have a box cover for it. Oh, really? It's got to be some know. kind of racing movie, I would Wait, think. Is it? Oh, no. Superfast is the parody of Fast and Furious. I'm not sure what Torque is. Uh, I got it. We have to look this up. I started to watch that parody of Fast and Furious. Couldn't even finish it. Like it's. Oh, uh, no. I uh -oh. know this cover. I saw right. it working at the movie theater. Or not the movie theater, but the, uh, the uh, video game shop I worked at. Yeah. The front has Martin Henderson. Don't know who that guy is. Ice Cube. It's it's red. There. It's a it's a it's a crotch rocket movie. Is what it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not great. Never anyway, bikes. We're oh, here. Lost to in talk translation. About... Damn, that's one of my favorite movies. This was this. Uh, well, this was not just out, but it came out around that time. That should be. I've never watched that movie in its entirety. That might be something we visit. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Jeez, it's another one of those where on I feel like did better than this. It's another one where I feel like it's been talked about to death. So Maybe. it might have. Focus, I haven't really looked up anything for it. Matrix Revolutions even did better than this. Sorry, folks. Was that the sequel? Second or third? Third. third? Reloaded Oof. is two. Reloaded. Yeah, because yeah. I think. No, it's not reloaded. The first movie ends with the uh, the Rage Against the Machine song. Anyway, uh, but that's basically it for the semantics and the numbers and the business and all that stuff uh i do again this was another movie i saw when i was younger and i just i don't remember which had me worried I watched, i'll be honest <laughs> i don't remember if i watched all of it as a kid i do remember the main parts but re-watching it i do remember like i don't remember this part at all the movie started like before spoilers by the way like going forward we will tell everything about this movie uh yeah. if you don't want to uh mute us but Keep it playing so the so the listen counts. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. but anyway, uh, I forgot. Uh, the movie moves very fast. It's a uh, ninety-two it does, minutes, and I appreciate that. I will say when I this is fucked up, but I will say when I saw the time stamp for the or not time stamp, but like the Run it said time? like hour and like one thirty-seven or something. I was like, oh, thank God. Like it should I should not be in a mental state where I'm excited that a movie is under two hours. Fuck you, Marvel. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Yeah. You know? Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I can't say anything. I watch the extended cuts of the Lord of the Rings movies every year. So but uh, and no, for listeners, I have not watched Rings of Power and I probably won't. So uh, but was this your first viewing of this movie? Yeah, no, I'd never I heard of this. It. I didn't know anything about it. I was afraid that it was going to get offensive since it's an 03 uh, and because it just they could. Um but uh, so I really didn't know what to expect. Um, a part of me wishes I could have watched it dub. Uh, damn it, subbed. Subbed. Um, but it is what it is. 
you know, and it was fine. I will say because we might get away from it. Uh, this is as much yep. a Christmas movie as Die Hard, and by that I mean it takes place around Christmas, and there are decorations, and people say Christmas every now and again. <laughs> it's, oh, that's about I, I would argue that there's themes of miracles in the movie. Like, there's a lot of things. I, I mean, they talk about it, but there's also it's luck. There, I want to start off by okay. So first off, first off, let's just get into. Us. We already talked about the movie. We we have our three main characters. They are homeless, so our yep. protagonists are homeless characters. And one of the things that they talked about in the making of the movie, there was a small interview with Satoshi Khan from. Can't remember who the interviewer was, but they were just like, you don't see most of your protagonist as homeless people. Like they want to be like, or even mm-hmm. like middle aged homeless people, or yeah. you know. Back then, they called Hana a drag queen, but it's a transgendered protagonist as well. Like you have, yeah. you're 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 hitting on a lot of things here. And yes, like I said, if you do watch it subtitled, I don't know how it was dubbed, but there are some uh, slurs in there. So be ready for it, because one of the first lines of dialogue is, is like a slur from Gin to uh, to Hana. Yeah, but. Um. Uh, they don't the, yeah, they didn't really go too hard. They didn't the censored parts. I started taking notes of things with the with the dialogue because they're the one and this is where it made me think for a second, should I keep notes of this or not? Like as I go as I go watching this, but because um what's the girl's name? I already I'm gonna Miyuki. fuck this up the whole fucking time. Miyuki um says to Miss Hana, uh she calls her it she verbally calls her a granny. Or no, I'm uh-huh. sorry. She verbally calls her a bag lady, which yes. is a homeless person. But the subtitles called her a granny. And I'm like, those are not the same thing at all. <laughs> so I was like, do point, I need to keep tabs on this? You know, yeah. at, at any point, did the dub say Uncle Bag? Because in the subtitle version no. that I watched, they called her Uncle Bag a lot. No, <laughs> that's a yeah. stupid name. That sounds well, like a character in a Nick Jr. All- show. Here comes Uncle Bag with the mail. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, but again, I want to I want to touch on Han, Hannah, Hannah, however you want to say it's character uh, really quickly, because she's probably my fa- favorite character in the movie. She's always very I mean, she basically pushes it along. She's the reason it goes anywhere. Yeah, because the movie, if it was just the other two, they would have just dropped the baby off at the police and would have been over with it, which if they would have done that, it would. It would have. I mean, there has to be a movie that happens is right. what I was saying. Yeah, so, they can't do the right uh, thing. There'd be no Three's yeah. Company show if people just no. <laughs> did the right exactly. thing. Exactly. There would be yeah. no Seinfeld or all right. that. Yeah. Uh, but I like her character because, I mean, they all three have backgrounds, which we start. We're like, oh, I really appreciated can- that they were not shoehorned in. Like, it's time for my backstory, you know, Flush like back, it, back, 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 back. Right. Like, yeah. no, it all happened in real time. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it even ends on one of them like you get like you don't even get resolution for the third one, but you're just hopeful that it resolves at the end of the movie. Yeah, uh, well, Miyuki's there's character. no solid resolutions, but there's they all are in better positions than when they started with this movie. Yes, they do. I mean, the movie ends. There's all three from what we hear. See, there's all three still homeless at the end of the movie. Like, right. Uh, by definition. Yeah. But if you notice the little thing that the old guy gave Gin, uh, that was the winning lottery ticket. So hopefully was they it? noticed. I couldn't tell. Like I saw money, but I couldn't tell. And it didn't sub 
that part, like what it was exactly. So well, like, I think the thing, a, it didn't like, have I couldn't to. tell if it was a lottery ticket or like a plane ticket or what, because I've gambled maybe once or twice in my whole life for a ticket. Well, so. there were parts where uh, Gin was confronting the father or the, who we thought was the dad of the baby. Uh, right. He shows his lottery ticket and he's like, oh, that's what the lottery ticket looks like. But the whole thing mm -hmm. was when Gin is sitting, they, they're talking about the winning lottery ticket numbers. They're like in a rare occurrence. It's one, one, one. One 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 one, and then that lottery ticket number is all ones on it, and I was like, oh, okay. So, but in my brain, I was just like, I hope they notice that. But then the movie ends; it keeps it open ended. It doesn't have to mm -hmm. hold your hand along yeah. everything. Yeah, and I, the comedy does I that too. The movie respects its viewers when it comes to that, and that I I, I like that when a movie does that. The other thing yeah. is, I don't like it when people are like, hey, hey, you get it, you get it, you get it. Horror yeah. movies do it a lot too, and you're just like. I got it. Like, that may as well. We may as well just announce that at the top of the show every time. We hate when the the movie disrespects the audience's intelligence because there's said sometimes that more than once in the show. Yeah, there's sometimes where the movie does a good job of breaking the fourth wall, and you're like, okay, I get it. But then it's just like, okay, fuck this. So, mm -hmm. uh, but no, yeah, they it, it goes right into it. You get a little character development yeah. between the three. Uh, and then they find the baby right away. And they, yeah, like, they find the baby in a dumpster. And I'm like, holy shit, they really did just someone just pitch this baby in the trash. Mm -hmm. If you yeah. don't think about it beyond that scene, then it's not a big deal. But I was still thinking about it. <laughs> so and there, it's even more fucked up once we get farther into the movie. Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, but no, at first. And then I like so well, they also. Character. I just want to mention this real quick because it they they throw things out real quick. Uh, we learn right away that um, I'm going to have to write their names down. I'm sorry. Uh, Again? Let me grab this over here. No, we, we learn right away from her screaming about it that Miyuki is a teenager that chose to be homeless. She could go yes. back home anytime because they're like talking about months. that in the when they're shuffling through the dumpster. Um, and that's really all we learn. And but I appreciated knowing that right away because it's like that's probably bullshit or also quit being a little bitch because but they throw that in there to kind of be thrown away, not taken seriously, I think mm -hmm. so that when you do and learn what's going on, it's a little more intense. So it's a lot more intense, actually. Yeah. yeah. And uh, but yeah, I mean, a little character breakdown. Yeah. Miyuki is the teenage. She's the ram not even rambunctious, but she's just like doesn't put up with anyone's shit. She's like, yeah. And and then Hana is the up uh, upbeat, but also very emotional character. Uh, and also the she's a, a lot of the they're Hana Hannah. I guess we need to pick a pronoun because she they. gets mad to be uh, referred to as a man. Um, mm -hmm. But she says how she wishes she was a woman. I kept calling her she. She's a woman in her heart. Yeah, um, but uh, they are the drama queen. They are like. It yes. clearly destined for Broadway. Way. How they yeah. um sorry, I have a hair that's like stuck on me from you're good. and I can't fight it and it's really bothering me. <laughs> you're good. Uh but they're like at one point they're singing like sound of music and all that other stuff. Yeah. And uh uh but yeah, very upbeat. And then Gin is kind of like the Gin's just the grumpy the old man. He's a drunk. He's a drunk. Like he's homeless yeah. and all that. He had a gambling problem, or had. I mean, you, we learn in the backstory that he had a gambling problem. He got in. They don't specifically say the yakuza. They just say a crime syndicate. But it it's the yakuza. Yeah. I mean, we're in a, a we're in Japan. So mm -hmm. let's be honest. Yeah. And uh, which comes back to I love how everything everything is very coincidental in the movie, but it has to be in order for it yeah. to work. 
It, well, it shows uh, how small a big city can be, because I have definitely, like, when I've worked downtown, I would run into friends more often than I had, like, outside of any other place mm-hmm. somehow in a congested but giant city that has three rivers going through it. I'd run into people I hadn't seen in years, and it's just more likely. So this shows I how small a I big city. I wish I had I'm I'm glad I experienced it for a couple of years, but God, I hated commuting downtown. <laughs> so Well, also, um, too, I mean, up in your area, I feel like everywhere in Japan is, like, even closer together. Yes. Than, yeah. So. But I think it did do a good job of showing people how small a big city can be. So. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, but yeah, they so that's the, that's the gist of it is at first they're going to like Hana or, or yeah, they, I'll just say Hana. That's how I'm going to say it. Uh, they want to keep the because they've never oh, that's they why be I kept a mother, but they can a, never be a mother. The reason I kept calling her a lady was because uh, Mitsuki kept calling her Miss Hannah in the. Miyuki. Yeah, God damn it. <laughs> um, Miyuki kept calling them miss hannah in the dubbed version did they did she not call them that not very often but they did every once in a while at at one point that even hannah was like why are you saying that why are you calling me that like and she uh, said because it's it's shorter than old grizzly grandma or something i forget oh Um, it's shorter it's in the subtitle version it says it's easier to say than uncle bag (laughs) (laughs) that's such a dumb name all right we'll just we'll just call them we'll just call them hana from now on i guess that'll be okay cool uh but and there's they like they they want to have a baby but they can't so there's that thing so they're like okay we'll keep it for one night and then we'll take it to the police station in the morning and then things ensue and all that stuff so uh but it's well, th- things don't ensue. Hana wants to keep the child. Like, I mean, yes. that's, even though even though they say, oh, we'll we'll give them to the police in the morning that you can tell that that's not what well, their intent is. I'm going to say she at first they're like, we'll take it to the police. But then she's like, well, let's t- find her mother. Oh, let's yeah. find the baby's mother, because I want to talk. I want to confront her and be like, how could you abandon a child like this? Yeah. So it gives it gives her motivation than more a little bit more motivation than just being baby crazy. Right. But then it turns so, into a video game because they find a key under the kid. <laughs> they find a key, which takes them to a a, a compartment that takes them to another key. So. Yeah, there's yeah, there's a locker in a bus station. I forget. Yes. Uh, and then yes. they get on a train and then um, I forget. Let me look at my notes here because uh, they, they do, get on a train. And then Let's something see. happens to where Miyuki runs away. So that's why they're not on the train anymore. Oh, that's why I mentioned it, because I, I had a couple of lines that I, I did write down quotes and stuff. So the reason I mentioned the bus station, they find a locker, they find like a duffel bag and stuff and they're going through it. And just I there is a couple times that I laughed out loud because they don't again, they don't drag out these jokes. Um, but Miyuki just pulls up a pan of these uh, pull, pulls up these frilly panties Keepy. and she just yells, nice panties. These are going to keep these are going to keep anyone warm. I'm like, yeah, and <laughs> nobody acknowledges is it though What's they just funny keep going not, not the second time in the or not the first only time in the movie where she picks up a pair of panties and then just throws them away because when they find the house of the quote-unquote parents of uh kiyoko that's what they oh, name the yeah, child right uh she picks up some panties and then there's but there's no there's she says no dialogue like somebody mm-hmm. else is saying dialogue in the background she just throws them off and yeah. i'm just like this is there's some funny visual gags in the movie. There's a lot of parts that just made me like, like when they come up on the crime syndicate uh, father and he's just under the car and he's just there. just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and his yeah. face looks like he's trying to hold the car off of him. So. Oh my gosh. That was such a weird. Yeah, that was so weird. But the, in the bag is also, 
I'll just lay this out because it leads into other scenes that we might just get to that won't make sense if we talk about them. Mm-hmm. But the, in that bag, it's like the reason I mention it's a video game because they find a key to a locker. In that locker is a duffel bag with underwear, but also a bunch of things about a hostess club, I think, or something, or like coup- I couldn't yes. tell if it was coupons or like money you can only use at the strip uh, club or something or business what? cards. Oh, okay, that's what um, they were. So yeah, but that's that's yeah, it was weird, but it advances the plot, you know. It, it like and it all it's all happy co- and there's I want to point out the fact that yes these three characters are homeless but they're the entire movie is all about and luck because there's a part in the very beginning where Hana is walking with uh with the baby Kyoki Kyoko and uh she just stops to turn around and start talking to Jin right before she or again before she's about to walk in a crosswalk and this car just comes through and hits these other two people Oh, and like I, I missed that. And I, had to, I rewound it twice and I went, wait, what? And like that was I think it was at like the seven minute mark. And okay. I was just like, what? And then it dawned on me. I was like, oh, it's there. The whole thing is about miracles in this movie and like luck is on their side and all that, mm, okay. even though they're homeless and they're downtrodden and all that stuff. Maybe so I've just seen too a, many anime to think like, yeah, this is just how life works over there. I didn't think of it well, as a yeah, Christmas miracle no, every that's, five minutes. No, that's not how that is. So, but I get where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but yeah, it's all like happenstance that happens to pl- the pro- progress this plot. Like you start getting some backstory on Gin. They get to this big wedding because they saved the life of this crime syndicate lord because he was going to the cemetery. And they, you know, somehow that all... giant man fit under his car, even though he walks through the doors and could probably only fit through yeah. double doors, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Come to find out that his daughter is being uh... getting married that day to the guy that apparently fucked over Gin, and he's about to get like all upset and like he's about to. Yeah, I was like, like I don't remember or something sort of. Deal. I didn't remember this scene at all. I don't remember this wedding scene when I first watched it. And then I was like, oh, oh no, that's why Gin's- you said that to me. OK, yeah. Gin's going to lose his shit. He was about to hit him. And then I'm just like. Like then the the maid pulls out a gun or the uh, the hostess pulls out a gun and goes to shoot the crime lord yeah. and ends up shooting like the the bat the the shitty guy jumps in front of the way the shitty groom that, yeah the, well the guy that he was actually helping the uh, Gin and Miyuki and Hana like figure out who this from the yeah. business card and all that stuff and you're just like what the fuck and then that's where our like our our trio gets split apart Good and all Lord. that stuff that and didn't make any i get sense. a message from scotty that just says double breasted uh double breastfeeding and i was like yep there yeah, it is cut cut to two boobs breastfeeding like what a transition <laughs> yeah and it's like close up on it you're like okay because at first you're thinking like oh no like miyuki is gonna get like she like she's in the very it gets to the seedy underground where she accidentally steps on a, a used needle and yeah. you, like she breaks it and you're just this like, is oh, a G shit, kids this is, movie. Everybody this, Ghibli kids movie, by the way, your version was mine. Wasn't so <laughs> I mean, I saw that she stepped on a thing. I saw that yeah. saw some boobs plenty of times, you know, and you're just like, oh, this is the seedy reality. This is the gritty reality, because the whole time, like you're seeing these characters from their point of view and you're seeing everybody else around them just being like, oh, they're crappy homeless people they stink like get them out of here and all that other stuff and it's just like these are three lovable protagonists that society is just trying to forget and it's really sad because they probably do smell pretty bad though i've I've, they probably do like they probably do Mm -hmm. but it's just it's sad like the topic of homelessness and all that stuff that society just tries to throw them away and all that stuff uh lots of good themes in the movie that i i enjoy uh but yeah, like the it's and at the very beginning, you're getting like the three wise men because at the at, or the at the very beginning, I'm like, 
oh, this is a story of the three wise men and the baby is Jesus and all this. I mean, it's very, oh, very I guess so. like uh, not uh, symbolic of that yeah, uh, symbology. Yeah, it's I don't know. I'm still trying to go through the rest of the movie. I'm trying to think of other parts. The movie movie is beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful because it's actual. Mm-hmm. They took real live locations from Japan or I can't remember it's Shin Shinubuku I think is where the movie takes place and it's an actual place in Japan oh. and it's just absolutely beautiful I love this is the animation style that I love I, I no 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 stabs at newer animation I do like the clean look of animation and some Back of the in cool my day, shit it was drawn on paper but this you can tell you can tell when it was drawn and uh, not computer like hand drawn and not computer. And th- no, and I'm wrong. There is parts of this that are hand drawn, but it's also computer drawn as well. Like because mm-hmm. there's parts in the making of the movie where they show the old big ass CRT TV or not TVs, but the CRT monitors and all that stuff. Oh. And they're they're doing their video editing on it and all that stuff. Oh, and I don't know. It just it just looks good. I think you can. Still embrace newer technology, but not forget the past. Like we can like I just I don't want to forget where we come from. That's what I don't want to forget. So where did you uh, come from? Where did, where you, did go? you go? Uh-huh. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> oh, Lord. But OK, uh, so but also with the double breastfeeding thing, that is also the Spanish wife of the dude that just shot a guy in the middle of the wedding. And yeah, apparently it's a crime lord syndicate war might break out now because of this and all and that. Then, but Miyuki's just hanging out with her like dorm buddies or something. <laughs> she's a mother. It's her mother. Like she's that mo- that character's being also. Yours was dubbed. So mine, mm-hmm. obvi- she was speaking Spanish in the subtitle version, but there were no subtitles for the Spanish except when the point where they were trying to connect with words like uh, Okasan and stuff like that, that's when the subtitles would pop up so that you know, you now know that they understand each other because there is a language barrier there. Yeah. Uh, but I was just like, uh, did they forget to put the subtitles in? But then it dawned mm-hmm. on me. Oh, maybe that's intentional. Mm-hmm. So like, even you don't know what she's saying as well, unless you can yeah. speak Spanish. So, I mean, I understood but, and it's appropriately, so that I understood uh, leche means milk. So Yeah, that that's true. Relevant. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, but then we get to I do want to point out a fact uh, that at one point we get to meet Hana's basically the mother that took her in when society turned its back on her. Yeah, uh, because uh because it is a drag queen like establishment and you're they they take care of Jin uh, again because he gets beat up by beat just out of him for no reason just some shitty man. teens yeah just yeah. like the way the they were standing like, i thought they were like a crew of some sort that was taken care of uh like vigilantes or something but no they're just a bunch of shitty teens that's in the version I watched, they just kept saying, hey, yeah, we're cleaning up the streets. And I guess that yeah. means killing homeless people, which is sad. That's uh, how you solve that. But it is. It's over not, it, it reminds me of the old fucking movies that would come out of bum fights where you're just like, ah, oh, this is sad. Oh, my. This is All just. Right. Uh, yeah, they paid people. They paid homeless people money to do fucked up shit and they recorded it and then sold the movies. So hmm. it's it's not All great. Right. Well, there's a special uh, place in hell for them. Yes, uh, that and the Girls Gone Wild guy. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure he's doing great in prison now. Yes. Uh, anyway, uh, going through the movie, you, we have more scenes like this. You get the more heartfelt scenes where uh, it even at one point uh, touches on the fact that Hana had a, you know, had a loved one that 
ended up passing away and they brought up like in the my version it said like uh, her mother asked she goes well was it aids like and that was a topic where you're just like that is something that they had because this movie doesn't probably didn't take place in 2003 as we can tell by like well they had cell phones uh, so maybe yeah, it, they probably did i don't i don't know if they were going for super current 2003 or what but it's not really or maybe like face either yeah because also japan had cell phones before america did so maybe it could have been like late 90s and all that stuff too or mid 90s or something like that so uh but they touch on that as well and you're just like wow because hana's obviously sick she's coughing up blood at some point we don't and it never they never say what it is they just they take her to the doctor and they don't say but it is kind of insinuated that it might be that or something like that but uh I like that when they um, I forget when exactly, but just speaking of hospital uh, after again gets the shit beat out of him and he thinks he's dying and sees an angel and the angel says, would you what is your desire, my magic or an ambulance? And he just goes, uh, ambulance, please. And she's like, how rude or something like yeah. that. Well, if you if you if you didn't pay it. Well, I'm not saying if you didn't pay attention, but if you didn't watch very closely at one point, she's hold that angel is holding the baby. So it's a drag queen. That's how he mm-hmm. gets to the drag queen establishment is because I guess. Oh, yeah. This person dressed as an angel just walks the streets looking for people to. Hey, do you want to hang out with an angel? Like, <laughs> I don't know. The yeah. only difference between this and like the area down and where the birdcage is filmed is that's Florida. This is just Tokyo in the middle of winter. So maybe they just yeah. walk around hanging out, getting people maybe. to come to their club. I mean, that's I guess you got to do it discreetly because it's probably frowned upon uh, over mm-hmm. there, especially yeah, back sure. in 2003. Yeah. Uh, uh, but no, like, I mean, you get a spin where they're like, oh, we found we f- there's a lot of background gags. Like, if you notice, like, especially when they find who they think is the mother of Kyoko, where you're just like, I was like, because I forgot what happened in the final act of the movie. That's like, good. It's been that long. So it was very mm-hmm. fresh. Like, I was very happy that that because I was just like, oh, that lady's just going to jump off the bridge. OK, are they going to address that? Like, yeah. and I was like, OK, OK, they are because she's a focal point of the movie now. Right. Uh, come to find out the baby was abandoned, but was also kidnapped mm-hmm. uh, because this character, this uh, I can't remember what her name is, uh, but she lost her baby. So she's obviously messed up in the head and she goes, she stole a baby because the baby smiled at her in the infirmary. And then they uh, there's a key baby. point, though. She lost the baby before it was born. Yes. So she never yes. actually had a real child of her own, but she thought she found one because it smiled at her, like you said. And yeah, I like the part in the in the earlier in the movie, Gin goes like, we're not action heroes. Like, what are we doing? And then he mm-hmm. becomes the action hero. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. <laughs> because the final act of like the final like 15 minutes of the movie is a chase scene. It's a chase it's scene. Insane. where It's it's nuts. But it's like because you think really, the movie's ended three different times already. It's it's not like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> like, All right. Uh, but. No, yeah, the the movie ends on a happy note, like the Kyoko's uh I was lost huh? in Kyoko is reuni- reunited with her parents oh. and uh that's where you get the the title of the movie set in the where they're just like we want to have them be the godfathers. And you're mm-hmm. just like, "Oh, Tokyo Godfathers." It makes sense. And then at the very end, the inspector that walks in to introduce them to the parents is Miyuki's father, and it just yep. ends with okasan and then the movie ends and you're just like man that's a good way to end that movie that's a good that's that's a good way because everyone kind of like well, and also up. there were some throwaway lines but uh that that ended the movie well the parents 
the actual parents of the child, the inspector was like, uh, just to give you a heads up, I think they're homeless. And they were both like, so what? We want to thank them and yeah, make them God for parents. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, we didn't talk about Gin's background. Is he was telling? Uh, he told Hannah that he used to be a, a prof- like a a big professional bike bicyclist, and mm-hmm. uh, he lost all. He lost basically his life. His he lost his daughter to a disease, and then soon his wife uh, followed her, and then like he got in trouble with the guy that he was trying to do bets with, and all that yeah. stuff, and gambling, and all that. Come to find yeah. out. That's that wasn't true. He he. When they when Hana gets sick and they go to the hospital, he looks up and sees that one of the nurses is his daughter, yep. Kyoko. And you're just like, there's a lot of people named Kyoko in this movie, like. Right. <laughs> and you get his background story, and then Hana gets pissed at him, but then she tells the story on why, like, gives a little synopsis on to Miyuki why she had to be an asshole because Hana loves Gin. Like mm-hmm. we can see it obviously, and she. I'm sorry, they love her, love him a lot. And but she knows that. Oh, I'm sorry. They know that uh, it's not. It doesn't work out in the world. Like they have to go their own path and all that stuff. And Gin's gonna have to go his own path. Uh, the disease that just, he lost his wife and daughter to was gambling. That's what it was. And <laughs> it comes to. It, I mean, it, it. I like where he confronts the who we thought was the father, and he's a gambler, and he's like, I just want a thousand, a hundred thousand yen. Like, ah, things are gonna turn around, and he's just like. You fucking As he's idiot. surrounded like, in his apartment by garbage and he hasn't touched his mail, like he probably hasn't left yeah. that apartment in months. That place but... must smell terrible. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you're just like, and again, it's just like, you stupid motherfucker. I've been right where you're at. I'm trying to tell you, like, yeah. I understand how when people get and like, I mean, we're getting older, too. And you're just like, people won't listen to us. God damn it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, I, I still talk to some people that were in my same boots and like I tell them. Like I, I was such an introverted, awkward, sad, lonely person. And then I joined a band and it completely changed my life because I followed creativity and I see other people just sitting there not yep. wanting to follow creativity Wallowing and it. they're going to yeah. like probably just whatever, not go anywhere, do anything and then cry about it forever. So, yep. I mean, we hope days, they don't, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's, so, but, that- but there we learned, um, you you didn't mention how uh, what uh, unless you're about to go into Miyuki's background why she ran away from home and stuff I don't know you didn't touch on that but we I don't could, know if you I, 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 it wasn't on my my it wasn't next in my brain but we can definitely talk about it well so. hers makes the most sense I think which is odd because she's the youngest and most ignorant out of mm-hmm. them um, because she fucking straight up stabbed her dad and then ran away from yeah. home it's dumb it's like, that she stabbed her dad because he lost her cat. Um, which was also named Angel, but yeah, uh, like she's a teenager that stabbed her father, so that's pretty fucked up. So it does make sense that you would run away from that rather than just especially since her father is a is an inspector, like it works in law enforcement and too. So also too in that in that little flashback scene that she does have, it feels like then it was turning into perfect blue a little bit. I'm sorry, a little bit. It got a little fantastical there. That and the. Uh, Kyoko at the end be saying like I want to go home and I'm like that's a baby like <laughs> uh, but she does say like I'm tired of you not listening to the things that I have to say so I understand like some of that frustration of building it up 
and mm-hmm. unfortunately it came out with her stabbing her father and yeah. i do like the little part where she was telling the spanish lady like oh my mother she prays all the time and she's constantly doing that and in that cutscene, you see her off on the side because she's like out of the you know she doesn't want to be a part of what is happening so she's sitting there praying nonstop, mm-hmm. and you're just like oh man she's trying to make light of the fact that that this is a traumatic incident that she's trying to deal with and uh, there's multiple times there's a time where she tries and goes she goes to call her father like and he thinks he's like is this miyuki and he she just starts crying and hangs up the phone because she can't yeah, she face doesn't it. say anything yeah but the the story makes her face it at the end like like that's the whole th- like I, it's some people would watch this movie and be like this is way too fucking coincidental and all this other mm-hmm. stuff like the miracles with hana grabbing the baby at the end and then the wind blows up and she gently lifts down and all that stuff Good like lord three anxiety attacks in like five minutes watching that and i was scene. like please don't kill this baby like <laughs> Uh, but you got to see and I see in that character that was kidnapping uh, the baby, you see a little bit of that craziness in the character's face that I remember for Perfect Blue from the animation. Yeah, yeah. Eyes almost bulging out of the head and just a little staring bit, straight through whatever they're actually looking at. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a little scary. And you're just like, oh, no, please don't go the Perfect Blue route. Please don't go the Perfect Blue route. Like, right. yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, that's kind of like that's the basis of the movie. That's kind of like the there's we, I don't want to go into every little thing, because like I said, the movie is beautiful and you should watch it because and appreciate uh, the pay. The pacing's great. It does. Yeah, feel a little fast. It keeps it going. Uh, it's short enough, especially around this time of year where you're going to get ham fisted Hallmark bullshit um, mm-hmm. that this one keeps it going. And it's it's quick enough that you could watch it and not feel like you wasted time. So, yeah. Uh, I, I will put it as gotten, a Christmas movie. So. Yeah, Rachel's gotten full blown into Hallmark Lifetime stuff last year. So this oh, was no. she didn't get a chance to watch this with me. Um, but I was just I excited. It was something where the small town couldn't put on their Christmas pageant and big man business guy comes in to help and fall in love with someone. Man. Uh, yeah. As having a uh, <laughs> in-law that we always go to her house. We We all meet there to do like a lot of the cooking and the, the holidays and stuff. And she always has Hallmark on and I'm just like, God damn it. Well, Hey, uh, it could be worse, but also, um, get her for Christmas. Hallmark bingo, Hallmark channel bingo. Cause it's a blast. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I turn on football and I don't even watch football. Football. I, just, I need I don't want... uh, football sports. It's either that or someone's like, Oh, Jurassic parks on. And I was like, I don't want to watch Jurassic park again. Like, uh, that's fine <laughs> with me. Uh, you're, you don't live in the family I live in, so <laughs> maybe not, but, uh, no, uh, I guess we can go and since I don't have many factoids, uh, uh, just sadly the movie, I will say it's underrated. It is a little underrated, uh, especially cause you can tell from the budget. Uh, but one of the first things I want to talk about is, uh, Satoshi Khan's inspiration for Tokyo Godfathers comes from a movie that was called the, uh, three Godfathers. And it was there's a multiple movies called Three Godfathers or The Three Godfathers. Uh, Mm. But this one was a a Western film adaptation of a 1913 novel by the same title by Peter B. Kine, uh, where three bank robbers find a newborn baby and and its dying mother in the desert. And then the movie goes from there. Uh, Another thing is this was uh, Aya Okamoto's who play who voices Miyuki, her first major voice acting role. And uh, from the interview on the DVD, the 2007 DVD release, there's an interview between her and uh, Khan. He says that he first saw Okamoto in a in a film called Ogya. Uh, uh, I can, Is that I'm that uh, sure. hippo dog thing? 
N- no, this is right. a if the, the 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 cover of the movie looks like it might be related to surfing or swimming or something like that because it looks like a beach movie or something. Hmm. Uh, but he knew immediately just from hearing her voice that she would be perfect for Miyuki, and she was just like in the interview, she's just like, "Oh, thank you," because I feel like uh, I'm losing my mind because I this is my first role and like you didn't. She's even said she goes, "You didn't give me much direction," which was kind of a blessing in disguise because I just got to do what I wanted to do and it turned out great. And he was like, yeah, he goes, you were perfect for the role. So I didn't have to give you much inspiration or like much direction on the role. And uh, some people would say that that is good directing. Other people would be like, no, he needs to direct. It's just like he knew what he knew what that actor's capabilities were and let them run with it. So gotcha. Well, Uh, another thing too. another thing, too, I will say this one's actually not in the factoids, but in that uh, in that making of uh, where is it? Uh, Yoshiaki Umagaki, who voices Hana, said that he didn't really have much appreciation for animation. Uh, I'm not even sure why he actually like took the role, but he took the role and like he understands. He's like, oh, this is he, he, he had a lot more appreciation for anime after working on Tokyo Godfathers, which is a good thing. Well, it, and, anything Ghibli is a good place to start. So that is true. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about, because like I did say, there wasn't really an English dub of this movie until the 2020 uh, Blu-ray release of it. And uh, because there's been, there's a lot of controversy. I mean, it's a hot topic with uh, LGBTQ and all that stuff and representation and proper rep- representation of the trans community. Uh, but there is a good interview over on, I think it's logotv.com. Uh, the person uh, that voices the English voice of uh, Hana is, and pr- I apologize if I butcher this name, but it is Shakina Nafak, and they are all actually a trans person who is voicing Hana. And there's a really good interview. I'm not going to go through all the interview, but they did say that there were some things that they had to change in uh, uh, in the English dub of it just because of sensitivity and stuff mm. like that, because there are, in the version I watched, they drop... I mean, the F-bomb gets dropped right away. Uh, That one happens Mm -hmm. a couple times. Uh, The Q-bomb gets dropped. Uh, H-bomb gets dropped a lot throughout there as well. But the thing I love about Hana's character is she doesn't use it. She doesn't like freak. The only word she freaks out about is fart. Not any of the other words, but anytime someone says the word fart in a derogatory way towards her, she lose. I'm sorry, they lose their mind. Well, and uh, they also began to freak out at the end because uh, they said they were all placed in the men's ward at the hospital. Yeah, they're just like, this is the men's ward. <laughs> like, yeah, so, and she did uh, say also uh, to the Spanish breastfeeding lady. Uh, and, uh, sorry, that's her name now. Um, when they were leaving because uh, Hannah shows up <laughs> through the window is just yeah. there, um, which was pretty they good. The baby crying, so yeah. And then uh, Miyuki and her are leaving, and the the Spanish lady like basically asks Hannah if um, if uh, they are the baby's mother. And Hannah, well, in my version, Hannah goes, "Oh, that's sweet, but no, I'm just a queer. Who cares?" Yeah, that's what Did she says say? in the okay. subtitle version too. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that she doesn't let the words get to her. She uses them to her advantage and stuff like that. That's why I'm really because like I think you were you were worried, and then I kind of got a little worried about it too before we were watching this. We we're like, I was like, there's gonna be because I know that she's a drag queen or a trans person. <laughs> And I was like, I wonder, hopefully it doesn't lean too hard into it. Well, and I was, I was worried to because, I was like, A, it's from 2003. A lot has changed since then. And yes. B, since it's anime, uh, Japanese culture 
a lot of it really frowns yeah. upon basically yes. anything remotely related to that. Um, exactly. And it's usually not but handled it, great in uh, most anime. Uh, so, no, yeah, not that's at all. why I was concerned. Well, and, that, one, and then think... the third factor was because um, Rachel's like, has Corey seen this one? Because he always picks things he's never seen. I was like, <laughs> yeah, original. but he I'm was like, a kid. <laughs> and she's like, mm, OK, <laughs> which but I was I was on her side about for Dolomite. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's the that was. Yeah, that was a, those were my concerns. Those were most my, of us. So. <laughs> yeah, those were my concerns. But uh, it was fine. And um it was uh like this was easier to watch than the birdcage. The birdcage is not aged horribly well, even though I love Robin Williams and Nathan, Nathan Lane. Lane. Um, yeah. But yeah, that this has this treated it better than well. Granted, birdcage was nineties, so there you go. But yeah. um, but no, there were some lines I wanted to mention that I think were pretty good. Uh, yeah, sure. One of them when they go do check find, out the interview too. Yeah, go check out the interview um, when they do find a construction site to hide under because it is taking place during winter, snow and everything mm-hmm. and cold. They hide out in a construction site and uh, Gin makes the comment, be nice if we found it first. And then it shows them just surrounded by cats all over them because yeah. they're making. Yeah, food. I kind of felt I I, I I I felt that scene. So, <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. Um, Corey's got about, you know, two less as many cats as there are in that scene. That, that in that scene, yeah. That's about yeah. right. So. But, um, but, uh, Gin also goes, you ever wonder what cat meat tastes like? <laughs> and then, like, oh! the cats. What? In my version, it doesn't say that. Oh, what's he say? So, in my version, he just goes, it'd be nice if, uh, he says something about, like, man, I wish, uh, uh, some meat would be really good in my stomach right about now. And then it goes into the scene where Miyuki throws the bag at him and she goes, don't eat you even think about it. Like, oh, yeah. She loves cats because Angel is her cat that she lost, which that, set yeah. her over the edge and all that stuff. So She does basically still say that. Uh, so I, th- I thought that was pretty funny. And another part where uh, Hana and Gin are arguing and Gin gets really drunk and Hana keeps calling her trash. The, that's the recurring thing is, is they... Continually, if there's anything thrown in your face in this movie, it's that society quite literally treats homeless people like garbage and wants to throw them out and think that that's they're gone after that. So he gets really drunk multiple times throughout this. But at one point he gets super drunk and approaches a guy who I wasn't sure what he was, but it doesn't matter. He just walks up to like a dude opens his door, maybe a concession stand or something or like he's a guard Mm -hmm. at a store or something. And and uh, Gin just goes, um, I have some trash to throw out. Yeah. Or some trash to get rid of like and the guard like just grabs a little bin you know just grabs a small trash can and like holds it up yeah. for gin and gin just stares at it and he goes mm, i don't think i'd fit <laughs> yeah. that's a good line but the, yeah. the the thing is like in the in the interview that satoshi or with satoshi khan he said what uh in the premiere he was sitting in the very back because he was very nervous on what the people would think about it he said there was a guy a big guy sitting in front of him that looked like a football player and mm. he said every time that I wanted the audience to laugh, that guy would laugh and like almost falling out of his seat laughing. And he said that he goes, that made him feel really good because people yeah. were getting the joke that he was putting in there and then moving sure. right along. So yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. The uh, other thing, um, there was, uh, one other part that I did laugh out loud at, there was this ongoing joke of Hana hitting on this cabbie, um, basically to get out of paying the fare <laughs> to the point that they encounter him twice and the cabbie then in the in the final chase scene thing um 
the the truck that the psycho mom is driving crashes and then the cabbie's following them and the cabbie crashes and they uh-huh. but they the 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 homeless trio get out of the cab or whatever and then they're trying to find and then they're like which way did she go and the cabbie just points to his left but behind him you see the thing just demolished behind because yeah. he that's he served his purpose he just points that way and they don't linger there's, on it at all they don't even focus on that they yeah. just keep going i thought that was there's that a lot of directional jokes in this yeah. movie because there's one point where they're chasing in the very beginning before it becomes a car chasing and they're just chasing her on foot is uh they come to a fork and Hannah goes, which way they go? And Gid goes left and they go right. He goes, I thought I should said left. He should go. <laughs> they go, you're a bad gambler. So yeah. <laughs> and they just went right. So uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to bring this up too, before I went forward, because with the, the DVD, it has this two cool things. I remember, because I think I got this from like a half price books or something. And it has this, uh, this, uh, I guess it's just a little snippet or a little thing here that shows, uh, I'm going to show the audience first, uh, different movies, uh, so you can see this, Scotty. It has I've seen that Metropolis movie, and I remember it being really good as well. I have not. Um, yeah. But on the other side, I haven't read all of it, but it's just this long description of like the movie and the background and all that. I'll show the audience if we ever release this video as well. But yeah, it's got a nice you. little thing from uh, Ken Eisner from Variety Magazine, I think, sure. from December 9th, two thousand three. But the other thing I wanted to show off, and obviously this is not like, a, oh my god, this was hand drawn for this specific DVD. It was hand drawn and then distributed in the DVDs. But it is an exclusive Satoshi Khan character illustration of Miyuki. And I'm gonna show this to the audience first, and then I'll show it to you. No, I will see it. That's cool. Yep. Yeah, it's a uh, just like a pen drawing of Miyuki. It almost, and I get a feeling looks, she almost looks older that right there a little than she bit. does in the movie. It's it's got his signature on it and it's from uh January 23rd, 2004. And I get the feeling from the interview and then uh this uh with this as well. I get the feeling that Miyuki was his favorite character in the movie, so Yeah. Uh but no, it's mm, a nice she little She was arguably the most fleshed out definitely yeah and she got the, like the most screen time sometimes and all that stuff this yeah. one was oh we didn't mention maybe... that um hannah became homeless after punching a dude during their stage show and then just being embarrassed and not going back to the club but somehow that also made them homeless uh, whatever <laughs> well she was they were degrade disgraced and they didn't think they could come back and uh her mother was just like what are you talking about you can all she goes nothing that situation was taken care of with a little money honey like you're gonna yeah. be okay you can come back whenever you want to Right. And uh, that's some closure on that. I mean, even too, like with Gins, uh, you're like, well, at the end of the movie, they are still homeless, but you're like, they, I don't think they have to be anymore. Yeah, they all find their opportunities. Yeah. So, uh, but what the, what's great is the movie doesn't have an after set it or uh, after credit scene where it's no, just it's like, just got that dancing uh, Red Eiffel Tower thing. Yeah, sure. It's bouncing around, but you're just whatever. Like, it's oh, it's open ended. Like it's it's great. Like you could. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like in your head, you think it could like it depends on how your brain works. Like, oh, you're just like, oh, they stayed homeless or like the hopefulness that I'm starting to realize late, like in the last few years, like you got to have some hope. And like you're like they they did live happily ever after and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. uh, but no, that's I mean, we talked about this for about an hour. So I think uh, it's a good little synopsis of what we like of a movie that we didn't think was when I was watching, I was like, Mm. I could talk about this, but then I was like, I don't know if I could talk about this. Like we talked about stay alive though. I (laughs) stay alive, hit a couple of nerves with us though. And it's an anomaly. We we are gamers who also love movies. So that's why stay alive was such a special trade back for us. 
So this was also very much shifting gears from our Spooktober thing, which we didn't point out last uh, episode or episode or we didn't point out last episode, but I did point out on our socials that somehow without realizing it or meaning to, we covered three decades of horror movies um, from 80s to 90s to to the aughts. Um, So felt pretty good about that. (laughs) Yeah, the aughts, uh, the 2000s, whatever. Um, And then went right back to early 2000s with this. But this was a nice shift uh, away from. You know, we can do we can talk about horror anytime. We can talk about scary movies anytime. But this uh, shifted gears to sort of the Christmas season or whatever. I, I don't have any Thanksgiving movies that I can think of. So, you know, uh, there's that horror movie, I think, called Thanks Killing or something like that. Yeah, I still like will that, never watch that. Don't worry. I'm uh, good. I'm yeah. all right. So mm-hmm. uh, but no, I mean, I guess since this was your first time watching it, I do. I would like if you I, you don't have to do it right away, but maybe later in like the Christmas season or something, watch it with Rachel. I want to see. Oh, I want to sure. hear what Rachel's thoughts are on it and all that. But yeah. I guess, Scotty, I'll start with you, because I mean, I think for people listening, they know that I like this movie and I'm going to I'm going to watch it again. But uh, what's your review of the movie? Do you what? Do you, how many? Uh, how many? How many abandoned babies out of five do you give it? <laughs> great. Yep. That's what we're going with. Not cats, yep. not uh, twin towers that are not the twin towers. When I saw yeah, that sure. at first, I was like, "Fuck! Are they going to try to go to New York all of a sudden?" And I wasn't and sure. Then you had your, with that. Oh, there's other countries that have large towers next to each other as yes, well. <laughs> build b- big buildings elsewhere. Um, no, I think it's uh, middle of the road for me, so I'll give it a solid three out of five babies um, because okay. uh, I've definitely seen. Um, I'm well rounded enough in anime, but I'm not mm. an otaku like some of our friends might be. But I could hold my own talking about them. <laughs> yes, I but the, <laughs> the reason I say that is because like I've seen more intense and more impacting anime movies than this. With them, so that this was fine, um, and I could watch it again. I, I'll, I'll watch it again to to show Rachel. Um, I don't know that I would seek it out to buy it unless I could find one that had both subbed and dubbed because it was such a dumb thing to encounter on it's YouTube. only the blu-ray yeah whatever but um no i'd still recommend it i don't i don't know uh it might be an anime movie that i could recommend to non-anime fans so that does give it higher marks yes. i think last time i checked on amazon i think the one of the blu-ray copies is under 20 bucks right now so that's not too bad there <laughs> uh, the one i actually it. Actually, the one I was looking at was the Blu-ray and DVD copy. So if you're interested in that, that's why I think it was like on sale for sixteen ninety nine or something oh, like that. Oh, it's two physical so, things. That's good. Uh, that's what the cover says. I, right. That's what the cover says. That's all yep. I'm going to say. So are you saying I'm not going to have to get the blue box and the red box like stay alive like any true fan? Well, the blue, they're both DVDs. Like, <laughs> you yeah, you yep. can be a true fan of that. I don't care. <laughs> I'll give you you want my blockbuster copy. I'll give it to you. So uh, no, just the stickers. Oh, God. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Highly recommend it. It's rewatchable. It's not one of those movies that you just watch one and done. Uh, but it is one where uh, it's it's one of those. I have movies that I watch. Like, I don't watch Die Hard all the time. I do watch it around Christmas. That's just how I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with like Christmas Vacation. I own them. Uh, there's some people that are like, oh, do you want the Christmas story? I'm like, nope. I get one day out of the year that I watch it as many times as I want. And I don't want it. And I also don't want the sequel. But dear God, we have one on the way. Uh, I've never seen that movie and I thought it was a series because I had only ever seen pieces of it on TV and Mm -hmm. like, but it's not a short movie, but I have no reason to ever want to watch it. I turn it on in the background on Christmas Eve just because there's scenes. I love the dad. The dad's funny in it. Uh, The there's just it's really quotable for me. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why I latched on to it. I don't really have like an emotional latch to it or anything. I just remember it just being, I guess maybe just being on during Christmas Eve into Christmas day mm-hmm. and like, especially Christmas Eve night. Like that's one of the, I'm thinking about it now. I don't get to experience too much as an adult now, but like just sitting there after everyone's left for Christmas Eve and you're waiting before you go to bed and it's just like, it's nice and quiet and it's cold outside. It's just like, it's nice. There's the cares go away for at least a couple hours until Santa comes. So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, well, we we've started our our annual viewings of uh, Home Alone and Jingle All the Way, you know, the classics. Yeah, I mean, yeah, (laughs) Christmas Christmas Vacation is one of ours. Uh, We'll Mm -hmm. probably we turn we put that on and we put the tree up. So Mm -hmm. I think we put our I think we usually put our tree up like the day after Thanksgiving. So we'll put that up and put that on in the background and we watch. uh, We don't. There's we John Tron on YouTube did a video of Christmas with the Cranks. We don't like Christmas with the Cranks, but we like John Tron's video about Christmas with the Cranks. I don't think so, I, is that the, that's one the one where Tim they get, Allen. Oh, yeah, that's a bad movie. It's not great, but it's a bad movie John, because it's like it's the overall theme is if you give in to peer pressure, then everything will be fine. Yeah, it's fine, it's though, because <laughs> I don't want to say and that's uh, not Sigourney Weaver. Uh, Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis. Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's one of those where you're just like, yeah, it's a Christmas movie. But John Tron's video is really funny of it. So mm, we'll watch gotcha. that. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other ones that we would die hard. Of course, uh, White Christmas is an older one that I had never seen until I met my wife. I and then just, I watched it uh, and I was like, it's fine. I like I f- it. I forget why we came across it, but the newer Miracle on 34th Street we watched. So mainly, I, well, no, I know why movie. we watched it because I can't remember the actress's name. I'm sorry, but she also played Matilda and she was the youngest in Mrs. Yes. Doubtfire. Um, yes. She's going to be at a upcoming Comic-Con in Pittsburgh. And Rachel absolutely nice. loves her book that she put out recently. So um, uh, for someone that's never seen uh, that new, the one with the Miracle on 34th Street with her, like, is it a like I've never seen it. I might it's watch it. It's fine, but it's a lot of like, ah, it's a movie. It's a lot of yeah. definitely 90s Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to it's not going to bring a tear to your eye. You're going to hate the mom just like we did. Um, but OK, uh, the, I might check it out this year. I'm going to have to look up her name because it's going to bug me if I don't mention it. And I'm going to feel bad. I am. She, there I am. One liners in it. I'm very partial to the first Santa Claus. I think the first Santa Claus is a legitimately f- good and funny Christmas movie. The Mara, second Mara Wilson. Mara Wilson. Okay. Uh the second and third one were not great. Oh but yeah, no, Santa uh, Claus is good even if Tim Allen is a horrible human. But yeah. He is. He he's not great. Uh nope. is that car running? Like <laughs> that's the only thing I remember. <laughs> uh but no anyway, yeah, getting... uh Tokyo Godfathers, you didn't give it your rating yet. Uh I'm yeah, I'm gonna give it a little bit higher than you just because I like it a little bit. I think I like it a little bit more. I'm gonna give it a four out of five. That's how I ratings like it. work. Really... All right. <laughs> I'm just gonna one up you. So yeah. <laughs> make you look like the bad guy. So I no, hate it's good. Christmas Everyone and I good. hate people. Yeah. Everyone should I I hate babies. <laughs> uh-huh. So well, uh, baby you know, hater yeah. Scotty Moe's back. I'm gonna let Scotty do the thing he does best and uh yeah, we Wait, don't have a I next guess. movie picked out. Uh, who knows where we're going with this? We're going to try to start getting guests on because that also means we don't have to pick the movie. <laughs> that yeah, seems to be the biggest true. challenge in this yeah. damn show. Um, yeah, that is true. So, so but yeah, so. I mean, we just rattled off a couple of Christmas ones. Maybe people listening can uh, can check out. Uh, we're always taking recommendations, though. Hit us up on them, our socials. And, uh, and also, I, I meant to say this at the beginning, but I do want to thank people that 
um, hung out during the Extra Life Day stream that I did. We ended yeah, up smashing yeah. our $2,000 goal to help kids out in hospitals. Uh, raised right now 2150 I think it was, if I remember correctly. Nice. Um, Corey showed up, and uh, a lot of people showed up. My brother was hanging out in the chat and stuff, so that was really cool. Chirito, who's been on this show before, he was hanging out in the chat, which is really appropriate for what was happening in the stream, too. So that was fun. Um, You've gone on this thing to create the perfect. You lost your chow, so you're trying to rebuild it. So <laughs> it's right here. It's not on right now. Those that are watching can see that I'm holding up a VMU, uh, which yep. is the memory card in the Dreamcast. Totally irrelevant to anything one. this show is, but um, it's yeah. not because of you. So it's very relevant once people know. That's right. Damn right. It's not because of me. Me, 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 it's me, me. What are you talking about? Look behind you with the pillows. Like, <laughs> yep. It's the, the personification of fucking the Dreamcast behind you. So oh, fucking the Dreamcast. You got it. Fucking <laughs> the Dreamcast. Yeah, great. Wow. <laughs> uh, it's thinking. Okay, well, that in mind, if you're getting a little bit of static, don't touch that dial. Especially, yeah, not like that way. Don't touch that dial because you're right where you need to be. You're in the static zone. We out. This bundle of joy is a Christmas present sent from God! <laughs> She's our baby now! Huh? You know what sounds a lot weirder? The fact we have a crying baby in here! I'm not saying you're wrong, but what can we do about it? Find her parents. You want to find her parents? You're trying to play house when we're three good-for-nothing bums who can't even look after ourselves! Everything we can do. We're bombs, not action movie stars. All right, let's ring in the new year by taking out the trash. Uh, I don't think I'm gonna fit. Yeah, it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> <laughs>